0: Welcome to First Baptist Belton. By God's grace, we aim to be a gospel-centered people that know Jesus intimately, serve Jesus passionately, and share Jesus globally. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you enjoy the following message. Right, good morning, how are we? Y'all doing well? Awesome, good, great to see all your faces this morning. Good to be with you, there's no greater uh, no no better way to start off your week than to, to gather together and worship and to see all these kids face I don't know about you but anytime I see that I love that we do that because it reminds me that we have and we can have a, a great hope for the future is that right seeing all these generations together and choir I'm impressed y'all, y'all showed some coordination back here you know I think that's the one thing that makes me nervous. Anytime Josh invites me to do anything on the stage, it always makes me nervous because I'm afraid there's going to be hand motions involved, and that's that's never good. So, uh, choir, great job. That was fun. Thank y'all for doing that. That was great. Yeah, please do. So this morning we're going to continue our series, and who is God anyway? And we're going to uh, na 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 get to know Him. See what I did? I did that on the fly. You're welcome. That was that was free. So so we're we're gonna spend some time getting to know God. That's what we're doing in our series, right? Is so we're just trying to take our next step in accepting the invitation that Jesus gives each and every one of us to get to know Him, to to know Him better, and so that we can worship Him rightly. Now, in week chapter one, or in week one, we I mentioned a, a quote from A. W. Tozer. You may remember that quote, and it goes something like this: that the most important thing about you is, the, is, is your view of God. So he says, uh, your view of God is the most important thing about you. And the reason why A.W. Tozer said that is because the way that we view God has the power to transform everything about our lives. You know, and, and I don't know about you, but you know, we all have a story, we all have a you know, background, and, and maybe that's a good thing, bad thing, but we all bring that to the table when we think about God. But nevertheless, God invites every one of us, no matter where we are, no matter what our stories are, he invites us to the table to get to know him. And that's an incredible opportunity to begin a relationship with the God of the universe, but not only to, to begin a relationship, but also to deepen that relationship. And we want your relationship with God to be wide, but also to be deep. And that's the reason why we're studying uh, we're studying the character of God. So we're going to continue this morning, but we're going to be talking about the omnipresence of God. omnipres that's a big word, isn't it? We're, we've got a lot of big words that we've been covering over the last couple of weeks. And so we're going to break that down together, okay? So omni, omni just means all, right? Omni means all or universal. Presence just means what it sounds like, at present, So when we're talking about God being omnipresent, omnipresent means that he is always present. He's universally present. And again, in week chapter and week one, we, we talked about God's infinitude. Remember that God is infinite in time and space, that you can't build a box big enough to contain God. He is boundless. He is limitless. And so when you put his infinitude and his omnipresence together, what does that mean? He's limitlessly present. Wow. He's fully aware, fully present in every moment and detail in our lives. That's pretty awesome. I love one author. She says this She says that God is unbound by a body, He's not limited to one place. He is not merely big, He is uncontainable able to be fully present everywhere. God is able to be fully present everywhere at all times and every moment in detail of our lives. Now, there's kind of two sides to the same coin here. So there's God's transcendence and then there's God's eminence. I know, man, we gotta get a dictionary out today. There's God's transcendence and then his For God to be transcendent is to mean that he is fully present in creation, but he is also distinct from creation. So God creates with great intimacy. God creates this beautiful work of art that we know of as creation. And God is fully present in his creation, but he is also distinct. He's outside of time and space. And so he is distinct. He is transcendent. I'll demonstrate this for you in Psalm chapter 8. David really paints a beautiful picture of what this actually means and what it looks like. So if you have a Bible, go ahead and open with me to Psalm chapter 8. In Psalm chapter 8, David captures this beautifully. Beginning in verse 1, here's what what David writes. David writes, He says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes, to still the enemy and the avenger. And look here, this is great. For when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you would care for him. Yet you have made him a little bit lower than the heavenly beings. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. And look here again. This is, this is great. You have given him dominion over the work of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen and also beasts of the field. The birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea. Whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord our Lord how majestic. How majestic is your name now when David is he's speaking to God's transcendence here and there's really three things that you need to be able to see as it relates to God's transcendence first you'll see kind of the like an artist God is intimately involved in his creation right God didn't stand at a blank canvas and just throw a bunch of paint on there and call it art But David uses the word fingers and hands to demonstrate that God was intimately involved in every aspect of his creation. There was no accidents. It was God knew exactly what he wanted to create, how he wanted to create it, when he wanted to create it. And he did that all according to his good and his perfect will. God is intimately involved in creation. But also you'll see in verse 4 the place of humankind in that creation. In verse 4, David says, When I look into your heavens the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. He asks a great question. He says, what is man that you would be mindful of him and the son of man that you would care for him? It's this, kind of grand picture that I have in my head of David sitting out at night on the rooftop and he peers into the heavens peers into the dark night sky and he sees the 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 stars across the heavens he sees the moon and it's just this beautiful moment of David sitting there in the bigness of God you guys ever done that you ever got out, maybe to a, to a ranch, or maybe out in the country, it's, it's pitch black, you get away from the noise, the lights, and all that stuff, and you just peer into the heavens. You look up into the sky, and to see God's majesty, you see it, it on display in the sky, and, and maybe you thought, like yourself, like David, God, with all of this, how are you mindful of me? That you would care for me. That word mindful is an ongoing action. That God would be mindful of us. Did you know this morning that God is mindful of you? When we talk about his omnipresence, what we're saying is that God is mindful of you. That he cares for you in this grand world that, that we call creation. The universe that we know of. God cares for you. How incredible is that? That God would know you, would know the details of your life, of my life. He's not indifferent to our experiences on this earth, but rather he is intimately aware. He is fully present of every moment and detail of our lives. But then David goes on in Psalm 8 and he, he shows us his distinctiveness In fact, he says, oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. That in creation, sure, creation's amazing. It's an amazing thing creation is. Then he has humankind. Ephesians tells us that that we are his masterpiece. And yet even in that, he is majestic. He is different. He is holy. He is other than. He is completely and totally different than you and me. God is transcendent. He is involved in his creation, but he is distinct from it. But he is also imminent. I want you to see that this morning, that God is imminent. For him to be imminent, it means that he is fully present in the past, present, and the future. That's kind of crazy. A little mind-blowing, isn't it? God is fully present in the past, the present, and the future. For God, there is no past. For he is present in the past. For God, there's no future. For he is present in the future. He is fully present, fully aware. He is imminent in time and to all generations. Wow. (laughs) Psalm 139 helps us with this. In in, in verses 1 through 12, if you have a Bible, go ahead and flip over there. Psalm 139, verses 1 through 12, you're going to see this play out beautifully. In verse one of Psalm chapter 139, here's what David says. He says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. You know when I sit down, you know when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar, you search out my path, my lying down, and you are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all. Together, You hem me in behind and before Which just simply means that God surrounds us And you lay your hand upon me You surround me with your presence You lay your hand upon me, David says And he goes on, he says Such knowledge is too wonderful for me It's high and I, I cannot attain it I cannot perceive it I cannot conceive of this knowledge Is what David's saying and So here he's capturing the imminence of God but then he asked this great question in verse 7 I want you to see that in verse 7 he writes with all this being true God where shall I go from your spirit or well where shall I flee from your presence in other words God's asking the, or David's asking the question God can I outrun you can I hide from you And then David answers his own question in verse 8. And this is great. Look there. In verse 8, David says, If I ascend to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. And your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night... Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is light with you. You know, David asks a great question there in verse 7, doesn't he? God, can I outrun your presence? Can I run so far as to you not being able to find me? Can I hide from you, God? And he answers his own question with the answer, no. No. Maybe you're asking yourself that question today. God, can I hide from you? Can I run from you? God, are you sure you're there? Are you sure you're present with me? And David unequivocally would say, you can't outrun God's presence. You can't outrun his love. He is fully present and fully aware of everything in your life. Life. There's no place you can go. There's no place you can hide. There's no facade that we can portray that God is not fully aware and fully present in our lives. Now, let that sit on you for a second. The God of the universe is fully present in your life. That means that He's not distracted. That means that he's not peering over your shoulder to see who's behind you. That means he's not watching the television instead of having dinner with his family. God is fully present, fully aware of you and me. God's omnipresence assures us that he is with us in the good, the bad, and even the monotony. You know what I mean by that? Tuesday. It was Tuesdays. Tuesday is not Monday. It's not Wednesday. It's not hump day. It's certainly not Friday. It's just Tuesday. The monotonous details of work, school, hobbies, all the stuff. God is intimately involved there. He's present even in the monotony of everyday life. But probably more importantly, I want you to hear this, that God is present in the good times, in the celebration. God is present in the good times of your life. He's right there waiting to high five you, to celebrate you, to chest bump, whatever that looks like. He is right there intimately involved in the good things in your life. Did you know that God was with you when you were conceived? So Psalm 139 tells us that even in your conception, God was there. When you were being formed in your mother's womb, God was present with you. Mom's dads, aren't you happy about that? Aren't you happy that God was present there when, when you delivered your first child? I know after nineteen hours of all that crazy, I am thankful that God was He was there. He was present when you started your or when you took your first steps. God was present when you went to school for the first time. Maybe you were terrified. Maybe you were scared, and you met that first friend. God was present. God was present when you went to middle school thank God that God was present when you went to middle school high school he was present with you on the day that you graduated from high school God was present he was with you he was with you during your ACT and your SAT and when you're applying for college guess what he's even with you when you went to college don't you think about that? God's with you when you go to college, starting this strange new season of life, all the fears, all the worries, all of those things, God's present. God's with you. God's with you when you take your first exam. He's with you on the day that you graduated from college. He's with you when you've got that first job. You remember that first job? He's with you. You're terrified. Am I enough? Do I measure up? Am I gonna be able to do this? God's with you. God's with you. God's with you when you you set your eyes on your future spouse. God is with you. God's with you on the day where you proposed, you got engaged. God's with you. God's with you when when, when you get that big promotion at work that you've always hoped, that you always wish you'd get. Man, God's with you. God's with you on the day that you said, I do, to the love of your life. God is with you. God is with you on the day that you retire. All the things that come with that, God's with you, God's present. God's present when you celebrate your 50th wedding anniversary. Isn't that great that God's present? God is with you on the day that you breathe your last. And hear me, God is with you for all of eternity. For those who have placed their faith and their trust in Jesus, God is present for all of eternity. God's omnipresence assures us that he is with us in the good times, but also his omnipresence assures us that he's with us in the difficult times as well. Maybe when you were conceived, it didn't go as planned. Maybe as you were being developed in your mom's womb, maybe it didn't... Maybe it didn't go as planned. Or, or maybe, you, maybe you were given up for adoption. I want you to hear me this morning that God's with you. God is with you. Maybe when you started school, maybe you didn't get that friend. Maybe you found yourself alone at the lunch table. I want you to hear this morning that God is with you. God is with you. Maybe, maybe middle school was tough. Maybe it was really tough. Maybe you were bullied. Maybe you were pushed around. Maybe you didn't make the team. You didn't make the cut. God is with you. Maybe as you get into high school, man, school's just a little bit harder for you than everybody else. God is with you. ACT, SAT, all this pressure trying to figure out what college am I gonna go to? Am I gonna get into the school that I want to go to, the school that my parents went to, all those things. Maybe it didn't go as planned. Maybe you didn't get into that school. Maybe those SAT, you know, ACT scores weren't as good as hoped. God is with you. You know, maybe as you went to college, college was tough. You didn't meet that group. You had to work a couple of different jobs. Maybe finances were tight. All of those things, God is still with you. Maybe you didn't meet your future spouse in college, and that's something that you've always longed for and always wanted is, is to have a companion in life, and it it didn't work, didn't work out. I want you to know this morning that God is with you. Maybe you find yourself married and maybe you're experiencing physical or emotional abuse of, something like, uh, of, of, of some sort. I want you to know that you're not alone, that God is with you. Maybe life just hasn't worked out the way that you had hoped it would. God is with you. He's mindful of you. He cares for you. Maybe you didn't get the job that you hoped you would. God is with you. Maybe you get closer to retirement and you realize, golly, I didn't didn't plan for this. What am I gonna do with my time? How am I gonna afford to live? Listen, God is with you. Maybe you just got that diagnosis. It seems pretty hopeless. Can I just tell you this morning that God is with you? Then when there's no real answers, I'm trying to figure out this plan, and my life is weighing in the balance, and I've got kids and grandkids, I, I feel like I got more to give. God's with you. God is with you. Maybe you had to say goodbye to a loved one. God is with you. Maybe after 50, 60, 70 years of marriage, you had to say goodbye to your best friend. God is with you. There's no place that we can run. There's no place we can hide. There's no facade that we can portray that God is not fully aware and fully present. God is with you. The God of the universe is intimately involved in your life, and he's present. He's present. Now, I want to spend some time, and I want us to focus on this this idea of being present, because honestly, I think we can be honest with each other this morning. I'm not sure we know what that means, to be present. Like, if this doesn't hit on you heavy, it's probably because we've misunderstood what it truly means to be present. To be present. See this, this thing right here? You guys have one of these? I've got one of these silly things. You know, I love this thing because it's awesome. You know, it's so great, right? Because of the apps and technology and all those things. You know, I can, I can, I can dial my phone and, and I, can, I can call my mom and my dad who live six hours away. As a matter of fact, we can do FaceTime. Isn't that cool? FaceTime. And, and they can actually be a part of their grandkids' lives six hours away who would have thought we could do that I can shoot videos of, uh, of our kids and maybe it's the first basketball hoop that Lane makes I can, I can video that and I can send that to my parents and it's almost like they're there isn't that cool man? I can email on this thing how neat is that I can text I can be on social media I can do all of those things this is a great tool but at the same time hear me This tool has the power of destroying your soul and your family along with it. This tool, with all the great things that it is, almost always overpromises and underdelivers. And here's the reason why. It promises us omnipresence. This little thing right here that I carry around with me all the time that so much of my life is on promises me omnipresence. Let me explain it this way. So I can be sitting at my dinner table, okay, picture a round circle. Drew sits on this side, Lane sits on this side, Mama's on this side. And with this thing, I can be eating dinner with my family. At the same time, I can be emailing at work I can be shopping on Amazon. I can be checking my banking online accounts to make sure I have enough money to pay for what I'm shopping on Amazon. (laughs) I can be on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. I can be in all places at the same time. I can be shopping at the mall. I can be with my family. I can be at work emailing. I can, shoot, I can be at the ball field. I can be watching a game. All right here with this thing. Isn't that crazy? It promises us omnipresence. And at the same time is killing, killing our souls, robbing us of joy and destroying our families. When we reach for omnipresence, we're reaching for something that does not belong to us. In fact, I even, I've got a game to illustrate this. Are you ready? Can we play a game this morning? Can we do that? Alright guys, uh, I've got a couple volunteers. Jeremy, come on up here, buddy. Hustle up here. Cambry, Gavin, where y'all at? Come on. You're gonna be fine. So, so y'all remember this game Twister? Anybody remember playing this game? So, Yeah, give them a round of applause, because they're about to stretch out a little bit. So so this is a super fun game. I loved this growing up, and and the way you play this game, we were practicing it this this weekend, because I wanted to make sure I knew how to play still. Sorry, it's got some dog hair on it, guys. I'm sorry, I got a lab, And, and he was wanting to play too, so you have to forgive me. All right, here we go. Let's get this thing set up here. Okay, so here's how you play the game. Y'all remember how to play? So you've got this dial right here. This is a great thing. Cambry, come here. Cambry, you're coming here. Yep, you, no, you're gonna, get to, you're gonna get to spin the dial. So I want you to hold this. this hey, you hold the control of their future in this, in this thing right here. Did y'all stretch out this morning? Yes. All right, you knew it was coming, so I wanna make sure that you're good. Okay, all right, so here's how you play. So Cambry's gonna spin the dial here in a minute. Cambry, I want you to make it really difficult on him, okay? Mm-hmm. You're gonna spin the dial, and what this does is it lands on either a hand or a foot, and it's gonna tell you which color circle to, to put your hand or your foot in, okay? All right, camera, so give it a shot. Oh, this is gonna be great. Right foot yellow. Right foot yellow. Hey, we're gonna do it at the same time, Jeremy. Oh, what color Get up there, buddy. We don't got time for that. Okay. We don't <laughs> got time for that. They only give me 35 minutes. Oh, we got right hand, right hand blue, Jeremy. That's your left hand. We need, we need your right hand. He's new. He, he, he's our youth, he, He's our new student minister. Give him some grace. Right foot yellow. Oh, we're already there. We're already there. Oh, left hand. Is that right hand? I can't read. Sorry. Right hand red. Right hand red. foot green. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Gavin's got the break dance down. It's a break dance move. Right hand yellow. Right hand yellow. Cambry, you've got to work this out here. We're, I'm trying. We've got to get them stretched out a little bit. Right Le, foot blue. Right foot blue. Okay. So whoever's knee goes down first, elbow is out. Last man standing wins. Left foot green. Oh. Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, Jeremy. Hey, are those those stretchy khakis, you know, that have that move with you? I want my stretchy khaki. boy. Right foot blue. Right foot blue. Oh, we're already there, we're already there. Right foot yellow. Oh. Right hand green. Stretch them out a little bit. Make it hard on them. Left foot blue. (laughs) Left (laughs) foot blue. Gavin, make that right hand red. Right hand red. Awesome. Okay, now I want you to hold it. I want you to hold it right there. Okay, so here's, here's why this illustration lands. See, what this game promises is that the last man standing wins. Right, and see, what, what we do when we try to reach for omnipresence, here's what we're doing. We're reaching for something that is not ours. We're attempting to be at all places at the same time. So maybe red is work, blue is home, green is hobbies, Yellow is school. And so we try to be in all these different places at the same time. And then, oh, by the way, let's add in our shopping, let's add in Instagram and social media and all of those things. And so what we try to do is we attempt to be everywhere, but understand that when we do that, when we attempt to be everywhere, the reality is is that we're actually nowhere. So when I'm sitting at the dinner table and I'm on my phone, and I'm trying to stay connected with my friends, because, man, you know I don't want to get left out. Am I still there? Are you still there? Y'all hanging in there? (laughs) Am I really with my family? If I'm on Instagram, or if I'm shopping on Amazon, or if I'm watching a ball game, am I actually present where I am? The answer is no, but the answer is, is we attempt to be all these different places all at the same time, and the result is, is that we're actually nowhere. We're not present anywhere for any moment in time, and then you wonder, we wonder why our families are crumbling because we're trying to balance all of these things. And so we twist and we contort our bodies all to try to be in all these different places. And at the end of the day, we are nowhere. And we're we have this this, this idea in our head that 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 the last man standing wins. But the reality is, is that we're all failing. There is no winner in this game. There's only losers. And those losers are your wife, your husband, your kids your friends. There's no winners. There's only losers. So guys, thank y'all so much for playing. I appreciate y'all. That was great. Thank you, Cambry. You know, in, in, in each of these cases, we have to understand that only God is omnipresent. And that's it. That's a very good thing for you and for me this morning to know that omnipresence belongs to God and Him alone. Only He can be in all places at the same time. Only He can bear the weight of that. Only He is majestic and distinctive to the point where He can be able to do that. You and I can't do that. We are limited beings. We are not gifted or equipped to be able to do that. And the more that we try, the more that we fail. And the more that we're failing and letting down the people in our lives, that we're we're, we're letting them down. Only God is omnipresent. Only he can be present everywhere and there's never a time, hear this, where God is compromised. There's never a time when he is distracted. There's never a time when he's scrolling Instagram or watching a game or looking over your shoulder, but he is fully present with you in every moment of your life. Fully present, fully attentive, and intimately involved in every aspect of your life. Now, hear me, because it's important. This is your application. Let God be omnipresent so you don't have to. Let Him be present so you don't have to. You don't have to answer that email at the dinner table. Well, what well, well, is my boss going to know that I care? You don't have to stay connected on Instagram while you're at the dinner table. It'll be fine. It'll be there when you're done. You don't have to answer that phone call. Guess what? They'll be fine. I've realized that in life there are very few true emergencies that can't wait for a 30-minute dinner together. Allow God to be omnipresent so that you and I can be present where we are, When we're there, be present. Can you imagine what kind of a witness it would be if you and I were present, present for this conversation? Can you imagine what kind of a witness it would be if we were present at work and we weren't on social media? When we're incredibly productive while we're at work so that we can be present at home? Can you imagine if we were really present at home? Can you imagine if we were present with our neighbors? Can you imagine if you were just present? What that might do, and what that might say of you and of your God, who is omnipresent? Remember, we're either rivaling him or we're resembling him. God is omnipresent, which frees us up to be present in the everyday moments of our lives with the people that God has placed us to love, care, and to spend time with. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for... Your goodness and your grace to us. God, thank you that you're present for the good, the bad, and even the difficult. God, you were so good to us. And Lord, I'm just so thankful that there's nothing that we can do to outrun your grace or your presence or your kindness or your love, but you are available and you're with us at every single moment of our day and of our lives. God, in, in the good times, you're there. In the difficult times, you're there. Thank you that you are mindful of us and that you care for us. God, I pray that you would help release us from this desire to be omnipresent. God, that we can leave that up to you and we can entrust you to be present in all times, and all places. And then, Lord, help us to be present where we are. Father, we thank you for your grace and it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. If you would like more information, please visit fbbelton.org or call our church office at 254-939-0705. We are located at 506 North Main Street. We hope to see you soon.